Hello guys, you're welcome to this new episode of Njaka Line. Njaka Line is that show where we inspire kids and educate parents. My name is Tengu Solange and I'm your number one child psychologist in Africa. This episode of Njaka Line is a special dedication to Carol Luis and Nondiale, who passed on to the Lord on the 14th of October, 2021. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some of your questions. A lot of you have been asking who she is to me, like what's the relationship I have with Carol Louise, who is she to me, and so on. I'm going to answer that and a lot more. We'll be talking more also about the life or the future of the Cameroonian kid or the African kid in general. And so just hang in there. Do not move an inch. Let's listen to this uh, musical dedication to Carolus and Jale, and then we'll continue from there. dedication to Carol Louise Enondiale by Witty Minstrel. Welcome once more to this new episode of Jackaline. And it's me, Tengu Solange, aka Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa. And um, let me begin by apologizing for taking so long to bring a new episode on Jacqueline. And we promised a couple of days back, we made an announcement that we're going to drop an episode and it didn't happen. So sorry, sorry for that. And I want to appreciate all those who inboxed to find out what happened. Of course, we we know what happened, and we you know what situation we find ourselves right now in. The entire Cameroon community, the entire kids community is is bereaved. And this morning, and this particular episode is dedicated to our our beautiful Carol Luis Enondiale. Who, who left us who left us on the 14th of October 2021 a day I will never a day I personally will never forget so we're dedicating this particular episode to her and uh, she's the reason why we've not been able to drop an episode on Jacqueline it's been a big loss considering the circumstances through which she she died we all know so um, before we continue we just leave uh, a moment of silence
May her soul and the soul of all the faithful departed rest in perfect peace. Well, um, bear with me, guys. Bear with me. I'm still struggling. I'm still going through the healing process. It's not been easy. I know it's not been easy for everybody. I'll speak for myself. In particular, I've been so broken and I'm still uh, taking therapy sessions. I've taken three therapy sessions so far and I think seven more to go and this is all to help me to get over what has happened faster yeah faster because if it was to go if I'm to go naturally it's gonna take a long time and time is what we don't have so thank God that there are specialists and professionals out there to help people who are going through stress post-traumatic stress to heal faster and I'm lucky uh, I I got introduced to these uh, great people who are good at what they do I got introduced to them earlier I think a week before the incident the Boya incident happened I had already engaged in this program where intentionally or it was my intention when while I engaged with them it was my intention to train myself on how to carry out therapy sessions to people who are under post-traumatic stress disorder you know PST PTSD PTSD yeah so one week before the incident happened I had already engaged in that training and I had one session and then the incident happened and then I felt like everything like I felt like I was going crazy and then I actually thought about the session that I've had and this is it's one of the things that actually calmed me down and made me to understand that no there is hope and it made me to understand that no I shouldn't really break down like this because I have people who I need to help, you know. So I had to pick up myself mentally and you know, I just thought of it and said, okay, so this is it. So the next therapy session I was to have with, 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 with this specialist, I tabled the matter to him and he knew then that I was a patient. So... He had to put me through the therapy, the PT, you know, the, the, the PTSD. Had to put me through the PTSD. So I was the patient now. So it wasn't, again, wasn't like he's 
training me to be a, a therapist but now he was putting me through the process because I'm already sick from what from the incident that happened um, so yeah so I had the first session it wasn't easy guys it wasn't easy but after having my first therapy session I really realized that you know everybody needs that it doesn't even matter whether you've 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 had a trauma due to maybe you you've lost someone like the incident that just happened or you've had a kind of terrible experience with somebody or something everybody just needs therapy guys take this seriously after i had this first session I felt a sort of relief and the first session wasn't really easy. I mean the first session after the, the incident in Boya because I cried the whole time. I cried the whole time. You know, you have to talk, talk, talk. So I was sobbing, crying and talking. And then the second session, the crying reduced, the picture reduced, the third one it reduced and then it finally just just died down a bit i couldn't say I, I can't say it died everything died no i still have memories there are times i still sit and cry silently there are times i still sit and tears just comes out there are times i just sit and i just put out a deep sigh you know <sighs> like that just thinking about what happened it's it's, it's the memory is never going to fade away. I don't even want it to go away. I want to remember, you know, remember the good times. But what I want to do or what I want to achieve with these therapy sessions is I want to reach that level where when the memory comes, I smile and laugh instead of cry. Meaning that I get to think of the good times, you know, you know when you want to celebrate somebody. Yeah, so I'm getting there gradually. Yeah, so I just said let me take this this episode to explain to you guys what I've been through, you know. Um few of you have been asking like how am I related to this kid? I mean like who is she to me everybody knows or everybody who has actually been following my works or following me in any of my social media platforms know that I work with kids for over six years now I've been working with kids with young people in the area of coaching talent identification training mentoring etc so Lyric Carol Louise is a kid like any other kid and the holiday that just passed the summer holidays that just passed <clears throat> excuse me you all know we have the confidence building and effective communication program the CBEC program 
and we always amplify it during summer holidays because of course during summer holidays kids are free and there's no school so we had we had a great number of kids engaged in the program and Carol Louise was part of them Carol Louise and her sisters so the three of them all three of them they, they were in my place in in Douala and with the other kids every Wednesdays and Saturdays they would be together take the training together have fun together and I mean so um you guys understand why the pain is really deep because during the holiday period we actually bonded we bonded so much and from the, the pictures you saw we took the pictures to, to pay tribute to her on the stairs near where we always have our, our training there's a staircase where she took a video where she was talking about Africa we are one, we are together we actually took those tribute pictures on that same staircase just to, you know, just to reminisce and just acknowledge the fact that our space is always going to be there and we we are not forgetting her anytime soon in our hearts forever so right now talking about PT PTSD I always have to play it in my head if I call it out post-traumatic stress disorder PTSD talking about PTSD I am about to to run up with my training since I've already gone through my healing process and I think I'm I'm good to go I really need to be fast <laughs> when it comes to me healing I need to be fast because I have a lot of work to do you know there are a lot of kids who are traumatized by what happened in Boya, particularly um, Carol Louise's siblings, well, she has two sisters and they are really traumatized. So at the back of my mind, I'm looking to, to heal fast so that I see how I can work with them, put them through the session and get them to be at the same level with me. And then I go now to the other kids at Sebek, the other kids who are taking the Sebek program. I'm talking about Carol Lewis's friends now. So I plan to start with the siblings, then go to the friends and put them through the same sessions. And, and we heal by the grace of God. Everybody's going to be back at the same energy level. And, and yeah. Life happens, right? So we have to look for a way to move on. We have to look for a way to to live with it. And that's exactly what we're doing. So this particular episode of Jackaline has been challenging, right? Because even the words coming out from my mouth, for them to come out, it's really, I have to take my time before I call them. Because I don't know. I might just I might just say something that 
something I'm not supposed to say because the grief is still there but well well what else was I to say okay so concerning the same issue the kids of Sebek program and the kids first community we are working on something we are working on something that we're going to put out there soon you know just to to empower every kid out there we know that kids in africa is like we 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 the, the the project we're about to put out is to 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 encourage an african thriving kid you know a thriving african kid is meant to empower it's meant to to push is meant to coach every kid out there to, to be their best selves to be confident you know to, to just be alive to be happy um, despite the challenges and we're going to be dedicating this special project to Carol Louise and Ondiale this project this project was going to take longer than it's going to take now to come out we were going to I really don't want to let the cat out of the bag but we were we plan to do a lot and we plan to do part of it here in Douala we plan to do part in Boya we plan to do part in Limbe and our boya transition we're gonna meet kids there and do the part of it that we're supposed to do there and of course carrie louise and all the other kids in boya were supposed to be part of it there and then limbe we've worked with a lot of kids in limbe too we're gonna bring them together too and then do it and then that's how it was planned so it was not a project that was supposed to be released anytime this year it was supposed to be like next year but with what has happened we just realized that there is no need for long planning and time is not really our friend and there are so many things that can just happen in the blink of an eye and we have to just go with our instincts we have to just go with with our spirit you know because considering the fact that we've lost Carol Louise it, it just says a lot I mean, it may be you, it may be me, it may be anybody, and it can be any time. So, so yeah, um, anticipate this 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 little dedication to her and every other thriving African kid out there. <sighs> yeah, so that's it for today. And talking about the PTSD, uh, it's always very challenging for K 
kids to go through PTSD. But I bet you that the people whom I'm getting training from, which I'm going to disclose soon, these people are professionals and trust me, they are good at what they do. And I'm learning from the best. And this is a promise out there to every parent. A Sebek program is soon going to be amplifying the counseling arm because we have an arm. We have talent identification, career orientation, we have confidence building. And then now we're talking about counseling. So now we're going to amplify the counseling arm and we're going to have more of therapy sessions. Therapy sessions with kids. So there's, there's big, 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 big things coming. And we promise that every kid out there is going to heal. Every kid who's going, going through whatsoever that you as a parent might not even know. We're going to find out. We're going to help you find out what's happening or what's going on with your child. And we're going to go through the healing process together. And every one of us, we're going to be okay. We're going to just be fine. I know the country is really tough. Despite everything we're trying to do to try to stay in to stay sane the country is only trying to make us to go insane and it's affecting the kids it's visible i see it every day so we thank god for people like the ones i'm getting training from we thank god for sebeck and the future is bright so let's stay positive once more, it's been Tengu Solange, aka Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa, giving you this new episode of Jackaline. And it is here that we're going to say goodbye. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. And do wait to follow us on our social media platform. You go on Facebook type kids first merge you can type the sebeck program or you can type conscious parenting and tap on it request to join the conscious parenting group if you're a parent listening and an admin is going to add you to the group on facebook bye-bye and stay blessed I know that in most of my teachings, I always say that programming is not good and that we should always strive to to be conscious. I even try to separate a group of parents I've worked with and into two groups, like we have the programmed parents and then we have the conscious parents, same with the kids. and. Same with just people. There are people who are conscious. There are people who are still programmed. So to conclude this, I'm not saying that parents should not 
program their kids. Now the issue is kids are kids. They're still young. They're looking up to parents. They don't know they are left from their right. So it's okay for parents to program their kids themselves before they go out there and get the programming from outside. Also, parents should know that when they program their kids, as the kids grow up, they grow out of the programming. At different stages of their life, they get different programmings. So at an infant level, for example, you program the child and the child grows up into maybe a teenager. The child grows out of that particular programming that you program at that time. And you're going to have to reprogram now based on their new growth and so on and so forth until they become independent and grow out of all your programming and start thinking for themselves. So, that's it for the conclusion. Make sure you program your kids before society programs them for you. As always, I'm going to remind you to check on our social media handles. If you're on Facebook, type on Conscious Parenting and the group is going to pop up. Request to join the group and an admin will add you. You could check our Facebook page, Sebek Program. Check what we've been doing and like and follow the page because uh, a lot of good stuff will be coming up on there soon enough. Hello, guys, you're welcome to this new episode of Njaka Line. My name is Tengo Solange, aka Momsi, and I'm your number one child psychologist in Africa. To those joining us for the first time, Njaka Line is that show where we aim at inspiring kids and educating parents. And to our returning listeners, you're equally welcome to this new episode. And as usual, this episode, we're going to be talking about something very pertinent and relevant. Just to give you a tip of the iceberg, what do you know about the word programming? Programming. Not programming as in computer, but well, almost the same thing. But we're talking about human programming this time around. I remember there's an episode that we talked about programmed parents and conscious parents. Like programming is kind of like an opposite to consciousness. Well, kind of. Well, that's just a tip of the iceberg. And you're going to learn a lot about programming your kids or what society has in store for your kids ah do not move an inch we'll be right back after this short music break we are back yes we are back welcome back from that short music break before we went on that break we introduced the topic and it's about programming programming as it applies to humans Programming as it applies to the society. The same kind of programming that applies to computers. Almost the same thing. And, well, if you're joining us, if you're just joining us, this is Njaka Line. And behind the microphone is yours truly, Tengo Solange, a.k.a. Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa. Now, 
before I dip, before I dive into the, the main topic, there was an episode. I remember we dropped an episode here where we we're talking about program parents versus conscious parents. So program is like an opposite of consciousness. Well, kind of. So let me leave you with this question. How many how many minutes do you spend with your kids from the time they leave from the time they come back from school to the time that they leave the next the following morning back to school? How, how many minutes do you spend with your kids in between those in between that period? Well, I'll leave you with that question. And a conscious parent, what a conscious parent would do is, a conscious parent would answer that question, given an average number of minutes. Like, on an average, how many minutes do you spend with your kids? If I can rephrase that question. A conscious parent knows, on an average, how many minutes they spend with their kids. An unconscious or a programmed parents would be like, well, when my kids come back from school, we spend the whole time together till they go back to school the following morning. Ah, such ignorance. But it's okay. It's okay. That's why we have in Jacqueline because we aim at educating parents, you know. So why I ask that question is because a program parent knows that, all right, I've paid lump sum of money to the school, register my kid. My kid has to go to school and the teachers in school, they have to do their job to teach my kids, right? And my kids have to come back home and rest. I come back from work and I rest too. And the next morning we repeat, they go to school, I go to work. So a, a program parent is like, I've paid the teachers. Teachers have to do their job. Why should I be spending time with my kids teaching them again? I'm tired. I come back from work. I'm tired. I have to rest. I mean, we spend time as a family. We pray together. But, <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of like, a program parent trying to, to, to defend himself or herself. Well, there is this uh, quote that says, if, if you don't program your kids, society is going to program them for you. Here's the word programming coming in now, like in a kind of a positive sense. Let me put it in quotes. Because when it comes to children, programming children is... A necessity whether we like it or not they're going to be programmed anyways by somebody else or by the society in general so as parents our top responsibility as parents is to program our kids think of a, a, a topic or a societal issue and make it an objective to have that time with your kids and program them the way you want them to be.
Now, programming kids is very necessary. Why? Because kids are kids. They, they need someone to look up to, right? They need someone to look up to. They know nothing. At their fragile childhood, they pick up anything from anywhere, anyhow. You want to be the first person in the forefront to pour out things to them so they can pick it up during that period, during their, their childhood. Well, they can grow up into adulthood and grow out of that programming, but so far as they are still children, you as a parent, you hold that responsibility to do the programming. Some parents don't really have um, what it takes. You know, there's a natural gift that the most high or the higher being gives to parents when when he entrusts kids into their hands, which gives them the ability to be able to do the programming or to do their job as parents. Not all parents really have that, you know, not all parents have that special gift. And there are some people who have it, who can act now as parents to help to help parents who struggle with that particular issue. Now, they give the parents expert advice on issues like that. Okay. That takes me now to where we have, we have teachers in school. Mm -hmm. We have mentors. We have counselors. We have psychologists. Well, and so on. Now, all of those people, they fall in the category of parents, in quotes. Okay, here is the risk involved. When a parent gives the full, the full uh, go ahead to a teacher in school to teach, in quotes, their children because they have paid them to do so. Okay, I've paid you people to teach my kids. My kid has to leave the house and go to school. You teach them. Yes, it's your job to teach them. Teach them and send them back to me. Let them go and rest and go back to school the next day. Now, what parents forget, what a program parent who thinks in that light forgets is those teachers in school, they are employees. Now, they're employees. That means they are paid to do their job right they go to school to do their job they want to get paid that's why they do their job so it doesn't really matter to them what it doesn't really matter to them what gets into your your kid's head which is out of I'm talking about things that are out of the, the normal curriculum that they have given them to teach those kids now, when we talk about programming about societal issues, these are mostly things that are not in the school curriculum. And these are things that the teachers and school don't give, don't care about. Don't get me wrong. Teachers in school, they're doing well. They're doing a great job. This is beyond that, trust me. 
Now, I'm going to try to compare a teacher in school who is going to school to teach and get paid at the end of the month and a teacher like myself, because I mentioned that they are counselors, psychologists, and then the teachers in school, you know, I am a teacher. Yes. No matter how I beat around the bush, say, oh, I'm a mentor, I'm a child, psychologist, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. But now the difference is, I am not an employee. I'm not teaching, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an employee. It's, it's a gift. You know, I'm a teacher with a vision. Different from the teacher in school. Who is the teacher on a, on a mission, you know, trying to accomplish, you know, just trying to teach and get paid. I'm a teacher with a vision, meaning that there are certain things that if your kid, if you entrust your kid in me and say, okay, this child, train this child, there are things that I'll be able to impart in that child, that the teacher in school, that you've paid maybe a higher sum of money, will not be able to do. So if you if you if you're a parent who is struggling with with um programming your kids about societal issues, then you should probably seek expert advice from not the teacher in school unless that teacher in school also has an extra thing going on out of school. And unless you've studied the source of that particular person, of that particular teacher. Now, even if you're to entrust your, your kids in, into the hands of someone else out of school, because with, with, with the teachers in school, you don't really have control over. I mean, they have to go to school, so you have to entrust them. Most of you don't even know your your, your the teachers that teach your kids in school, you don't even know their names, you don't know their houses, you don't know whether they are Christians or not, you don't know you don't know their beliefs, their societal beliefs, their orientations, you know, their, their sexual orientation, whatever, whatever, you don't know. And you don't really care. What most of you care about is, okay, the school, the school, the name of the school, okay, this is a renowned school, they have a reputation of 100% in first school, 100% in ordinary level and so on, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really have a relationship. You don't, you don't know these people teaching your kids. You don't know their source. I, I want to emphasize on the word source here. Now, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I was watching a video of... Uh, in, my mentor dropped a video and uh, that particular video was talking about us being careful of what kind of videos we watch or what kind of people we listen to, you know, like people have sources, people have sources they tap from, you know. So when I talk about source, I'm talking about you have to know this person. You have to do your research. You really have to do your research. If you have to entrust your kid into someone out of school, Let's leave school out of this now because you don't really have control over that. They have to go to school and they're teaching them the curriculum of, yes, just just have that and, you know, have peace. And know that you need another person out of school who will 
help you in your parenting journey and we will help you in programming your kids so we'll not talk more about the source thing because it might really get a lot of you confused but just know that people have sources and it might want to interest you to to, to do your research first before you interest your kid and so anybody there's a lot going on so um i wanted to say something again concerning school and i'm it's meant to escape my mind oh you better not it better not okay all right all right so we're talking about societal issues and something came to my mind and you know there's a lot changing in the society right now and why i want to try to explain to you why it's important to program your kids yourself firsthand or to get somebody whom you understand their source or somebody whom you've, you've studied to do that for you there's a lot changing in society now for example i'll give you a basic example and i also give another you know cheap example and how to to, to 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 program based on that example now the basic example that really shows that society is changing and that might really get some kids confused and you really need your help is now it, back in the days we need to have, we used to have when we have like let's say choose are you a male or a female we have two boxes no the actually to, to to select your sex for example you have two boxes and they say if you're a male you tick if you're female you tick now they they used they used to just be two boxes now we have like five i don't know maybe it's six now i don't i don't really know I'm, i have to find out but it's just more than two you have male you have female you have i rather not see you have so many other things so imagine imagine in school now maybe your your kid sees your kid sees a, a, a form and there is male, there is female, there is another thing there. There's, I'd rather not say there's some other thing there in the back and the kid gets confused. Or maybe just wants to know, he's trying to find out like a curious kid trying to ask from, ask from the teacher like, what does this mean? This other one, what's he talking about? A teacher in school who, gets to, who goes to school just to get teach and get paid and go home would just say, if, if the, the kid will ask a question as a boy, for example, the teacher will just tell the boy, yes, yeah, tick, tick male, you're a male. You get it? And if the girl, the teacher will say, tick female, you're a female. You get it, right? And case closed. Case closed. Now, that is an issue that has been skipped there. And the kid leaves it there like that and moves on. You might be on a safe place if the kid comes back home and asks you, and you have to be the one to explain. Imagine now in school there's a teacher who, who, who whose sexual orientation is some somewhere different from the male or female. That teacher gets to explain to that child, and it's very human for someone who is in a situation to try to explain their own situation to a child to to make sure that their own situation looks normal to the child. I don't know. Ha ha ha. I don't know. Try to digest this. But <laughs> this is deep, guys. This is deep. I tried to write an article about this, but I saw that if I wrote an article, most of you wouldn't really get it. 
and a podcast is the best way to put it in because when I when, when you listen you can easily understand better than if it was written down so this podcast is not really supposed to be too long but understand that programming is necessary and it's necessary when it's done by you as a parent program your kids the way you want them to be or else society will still do it for you anyways so don't say that no let me leave my kids they'll grow up and understand no you program them now there are levels of programming like as their child there are various stages of programming you program a kid for example when when, when they're during their childhood when they're like three years okay they know they're a boy or a girl you're the one programming them you're a boy you're a girl you're programming them right they grow up they might grow into adulthood and maybe grow out of that programming and maybe along the way you can still put in another programming and they keep growing out of it only like that until they, they, they finally become independent and that's on them now <laughs> you know you're still a parent but they're they're grown now so but as far as they're still kids you program them and tell them that okay this is the way it is this is how it's supposed to be forget whatever anybody out there is telling you it's your job to do that you have to do that and this boils down to how many minutes you spend with your kids when they come back from school and between when they come back from school and when they leave the following day to school make sure you count the minutes like on an average say okay i'm going to spend 30 minutes one hour it's, it's not how it's not how long the the, the, the number of minutes is it's just for you to know that you have it in mind that okay if they ask you if they ask you on on the average how many minutes you spend you can you can be able to say it you know that makes it that you're conscious that you you have to you know talk with them like what you learn in school tell them certain things you know very important okay so that other basic example i was talking about that i'm going to explain and explain how a programming is done in that case okay we'll give an example like okay there are two kids love ice cream everyone loves ice cream except those who are trying to wash weight i might just say i don't love ice cream because i'm trying to wash my weight but trust me everyone loves ice cream so we have ice cream we have chocolate flavor we have vanilla flavor <clears throat> those two flavors so if you want to program your kids to hate chocolate mm, what you do is you 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 first of all you 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 tell them about it like chocolate is chocolate makes makes you sick like you tell them a story you know you tell them a story okay i ate chocolate one time and i was so sick i almost died and you know ever since when i look at chocolate i'm like no this shouldn't exist you tell them that story it gets into their conscious mind okay and then now you put them where everyone else hates chocolate huh? everyone else has hates chocolate so they are in the midst of people who hate chocolate so they start hating chocolate 
And for them to continue hating chocolate, they have to be amongst people who hate chocolate. Now, this is chocolate that they used to love so much. And just because you told them, you programmed them into hating it, they start hating it. So it's it's that's why you see it's very normal for a, a, a mom who doesn't eat onion for their children to not eat onion. <laughs> Cause the children learn from them, right? And they're constantly with the mom, maybe in the kitchen or eating the mom's food. The mom doesn't put onion in the food. Maybe the child wants to find a child accent and be like, onion doesn't really it's not good. And then the child starts hitting on them. Oh, another example is vegetarians. Okay, you don't eat meat. You don't eat any um, animal product. Okay, and you want to program your kids to not. It's very easy. It's very easy, right? You start telling them. You have to tell them a story. You have to explain to them, like, animals have feelings. Imagine you're walking as a human being on the road and somebody just shoots you or takes you and puts a knife in your neck, kills you and puts you in the pot. How will you feel? And you start telling them like that. You start programming them and start hating animal products. Same with any other thing that has to do with a society. Sexual orientation whatsoever was is the same thing so once you see it like that you might want to not neglect those little one two three four five minutes you spend with your children at home away from school mm -hmm. as you know we have this program that we call conscious parenting And most of you parents, you have your verse with social media, your verse with Facebook. I want to encourage you again. When you log on to Facebook, go on the search bar and type conscious parenting. And a group is going to pop up. Tap on the link and request to join. And an admin is going to add you into the group. In that group, we, we share some insights. And we, we drop videos from time to time that you can, you can learn you can learn on some things from it and also you can also like our page Sebek program check facebook kids first and yeah that's where we are i hope with this video i've been able to spark up spark up something in you to want to find out more to want to be conscious about the time you spend with your children to want to be able to be there for them, to want to be able to get them the best mentors, the best coaches, the best counselors for them. I hope so. With that, we're going to call it the end of this episode. Once more behind the microphone, it's been your favorite, Tango Solange. A.K.A. Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa. Bye-bye and see you soon in the next episode. Let us know what you love us to talk about the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.